Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Both teams, you know, with Minnesota and, and OKC, just been aggressive against us. So I think just being able to, to push through and, and push through the aggressiveness, the, the mental, the mental part of our game, because like you saw in Portland, when we're clicking mentally, it's you know, it's night and day. Like you look at how, how flawless our execution was. There are times when you know that pressure takes us out of what we want to do, and then you can't get to certain shots for Mike or JC, Joe, um, and then when shots don't fall, we got to play, uh, continue to play defense and. You know, at the end of the day, this is game three. You know, I, I think, you know, I don't think we're, we're, you know, overreacting, but there are things that we see we need to improve on. That's Donovan Mitchell on the offensive struggles the team is facing. We've seen some of the lulls they've gone through over the first couple, well, not the first game, but a couple of games since then. The first game, it was effortless and everything was smooth and clicking. But the issues in the last two. So what will we see when they play the Suns? New Year's Eve with Phoenix at home. New Year's night with the Clippers in L.A. They got a back-to-back coming up, PK. Both games will start at 7 o'clock. What are you expecting to see over this uh, holiday weekend? Oh, I would say continued improvement. You know, I really like how Donovan answers these questions. It seems like he's got a brilliant a strategic mind for the game and he can see as he's speaking like he can visualize he's watching film almost as he's speaking giving you the answers and knows what he's talking about and that's really cool in that regard to listen to him speak that way but yeah I would say continued improvement uh, as far as this is developing process here although they have just about everyone back except for favors who was there before as we know still uh, you know, I don't know that you just hit the ground running at, at your peak anyway. So there's always room for improvement, obviously, but especially when you've only played three ball games. Now the other teams that they're playing are very good, too. You look at the standings. The Clippers are 3-1. and one, The Suns are 3-1. and one, The Suns destroyed the uh, Pelicans last night. That was a very much a surprise outcome in terms of the margin of victory. I watched a good portion of that game. And, wow, it really came easy. I mean, they just rolled, so maybe they are pretty good. We've been downplaying how good they are, uh, and that's the great thing about it is it's particularly at the pro level because everybody plays everybody, so you don't have where well, their schedule's this, their schedule's right. that. You can have that to a degree in a sequence during the season, but not over the course of the season. And so they get to prove just how good they are, which is sort of cool. The Suns have been picked as high. We've seen them picked as high as fifth or sixth. We've seen them in front of the Jazz. And that, to me, I, I think without question, they're better. Uh, there, there's uh, Andy Bailey just said it. You know, they had some good things clicking last year. And from Ricky Rubio to Chris Paul, ought to be an upgrade. Unless Chris Paul's production is in his mid-30s. But unless he just just totally falls off a cliff with his numbers this year, that ought to be a clear upgrade now to make him better. But in the West, you could be better and still be, you know, 8, 9, 10. I mean, Phoenix has been way down, but they're off to a 3-1 and one start, you know. How much of this is real? At what point have you gotten into the season where it's a, do you need a five-game sample, 10, 20? What do, you, what do you personally expect? I've heard more than once, one time around the league, and then you'll really start to see. So a ways to go, but they're off to a good start. Jazz and Suns tomorrow night. You'll hear it right here on the Zone Sports Network. 
Hashtag NBA. DiVincenzo right wing. Holiday rotates to Lopez. A deep three-pointer. Let's it fly. Bango for Brooke. Backing it out. Portis. Forbes. A deep three for 29. Why not? Bango Bryn. Highlights from Milwaukee's big night. There's nights you can shoot the three, and then there's nights uh, like what the Bucks did. There haven't been many nights like this. They set an NBA record with three-pointers. 29 in a 144-97 annihilation of the Miami Heat. Former USU star Sam Merrill set the record. He hit the 28th three-pointer, and they added one more after that. So you get to play nine minutes in that one. He continues to live the dream. He's in the NBA, baby. And the Bucks crushing the Heat. Now, can you do that in the playoffs? Because obviously it was Heat in the finals, not the Bucks. Bango. Bingo. That guy said bango. Bango. He said bingo. He said ba- no, he said bango. With bingo, bango, bongo. Well, I don't know. He just said bango. I'll repeat it again. Uh, yeah, and they didn't even get a big game from Giannis. And so, yeah, these things can happen. Teams can get hot. You're going to get hot 16 times for the Bucks. Uh, I wouldn't bet on it. Uh, but on any given night, uh, these teams have the capability of just lighting it up. The Clippers beat the Timberwolves 124-101. Kawhi Leonard was out with a DNP mouth. Had the eight stitches after getting hit by Serge Ibaka, so he's still sitting. But uh, a little pride, a little bounce back after getting down by 50 at halftime. They made sure that didn't happen again because that was awful. And they beat the Timberwolves, who don't have Carl Anthony Towns. Kings beat the Nuggets 125-115. Jokic did play for the Nuggets, but Jamal Murray sat that one out. Darren Fox with the 24. Uh, Jamal Murray is out with an elbow injury. So. Yeah, and my little brief, because it hasn't been many games, uh, observation of the Nuggets. I think they're, what, 1-3 now? Uh, especially when they have someone out, that really weakens their lineup because they've lost some bench guys uh, no, Grant, I think, started, but still. You know, you, then, you, then you have to move Porter into the starting lineup. Now, he has a big game, but if you look at their bench, it is really weakened. And so their starters had some nice scoring output. But the thing about the Nuggets now with losing some supporting cast type of players is that particularly when they have somebody out, as they did with Murray, I mean, Morris had a nice game stepping in for Murray, but nobody stepped in for Morris. Yep, and the bench got outscored 38-19 to by the Kings bench. That's 19 points in a 10-point loss. Yeah. So, to your point, spot on. Bango! Uh, any of these other games, uh, the Cavaliers, Cleveland couldn't win forever. The Knicks take them down 95-86. Julius Randle with a triple-double in that one. And the Thunder, who just lost to the Jazz, got beat pretty soundly by the Magic, 118-107. to And the, uh, the Magic have it going here early in the year. Now, that's a uh, Julius Randle now. He just, if you look at it, he just goes by his first name. Julius. 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 <laughs> Y'all can put in Randle. No, he didn't. I put that in. <laughs> Little Dr. J. The new yeah, time right. for another Dr. Nah, J. Nah, there's huh? only one Julius. Come on now. <laughs> you don't get to be Julius. Pick something else. Orange Julius? Uh, uh, ooh. Uh, and the Knicks do have orange in their colors. So, yeah, I, I like it. There we go. But then, but you don't want to be OJ. That conjures up murder. So that's not You got to stay away. OJ's taken. Uh, yeah. Uh, you can't be Julius. You can't be OJ. Quit with the retro stuff. Mm-hmm. Cutting edge. Need something new. Randall. Tony. 
Injury updates. John Morant diagnosed grade two ankle sprain. The Memphis Grizzly star is going to be out three to five weeks. Came down on uh, on an opponent's foot challenging a shot and rolled it pretty good. So he's out three to five weeks. And Cavaliers big man Kevin Love is out three to four weeks. Calf strain. Suffered in the preseason aggravated Sunday. So he's going to miss a big chunk of time. Chris Stapps Porzingis has been out, but he did practice fully for the first time. He had meniscus surgery in October. No timetable for his return to uh, to game action, but he went through a practice. So you got to figure that's getting, uh, that's getting closer. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Nichols couldn't put it back in, and the Bulldogs finally clear the gas, come the other way. Here's Cook to Ayayi for three. It's good. Back-to-back three balls for Joel Ayayi. Watson, one-handed pass right side. Kispert's wide open. His three is good. Can't leave Corey Kisper that wide open. 20 points for the Bulldogs senior. There's highlights as Gonzaga blows out Dixie State. I guess people need games, PK. That was pretty predictable what happened there as Gonzaga wins 112-67. to Number one ranked team in America. They remain undefeated. Dixie State falls to 4-2. Oh, that had have been fun for Dixie State to be able to play those guys there. I mean, obviously we knew the outcome as soon as the game was scheduled. But uh, I'm sure they had a good time being able to just be there now, uh, you know, didn't have the McCarthy Center wasn't rocking the way it normally is, but still, just to say you played the number one team. Yep, I think that would be cool. Guys, it's got to be fun. Yeah, yeah. I remember when we played the number one team in America. That's a good thing to be able to say when you're when you're grandpa. All right, here we go. Conference games. Who's ready? Uh, New Year's Eve. There's a lot of college basketball. Utah State is playing Air Force 2 o'clock on the CBS Sports Network, and Scotty G will have the call right here on the Zone Sports Network. His pregame show will start at 1.30. Same two teams are going to play again Saturday, and Utah State off to the 2-0 start in conference play after blowing out San Jose State. BYU is going to play uh, their first West Coast Conference game. They're going to be at Pepperdine. That's on ESPN2 at 5 o'clock. And then they'll head on to San Diego Saturday. And then Utah resumes Pac-12 play. They're going to be at UCLA. Utah won a conference opener. They play Washington. Uh, But now they go on the road to UCLA. That'll be tomorrow at 5 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. And then the running Utes will be at USC on Saturday on the Pac-12 Networks. And for the Utes, uh, pretty intriguing here, PK, because they have uh, one road win last year. So if you're looking at how you're going in conference, uh, if you're going to look at how you're going to improve this year, well, there it is. You were you had one Pac-12 road win, so this is the place to upgrade. And you're doing it without crowds this year. Maybe that'll make it easier. You got some guys who got experience now, but they got to break through on the road. Uh, yeah, if you if you're not going to do it this year, when are you going to do it? Yeah, right. And then the news, oh, also uh, Weber State and UVU. They've had cancellations. Weber State was supposed to play Idaho State. They've rescheduled to play UVU in Ogden tomorrow at 2.30. A story that I think we all thought of you when we saw. What would you like to say about the University of Arizona self-imposing a one-year postseason ban for this season? Yak is shaking his head and rolling his eyes. Pathetic. You can see it. Yak, don't don't make facial emotions. I told you that. It's my eyes. I'm wearing a mask. You can't see my mouth. But then he has to tell me about it every time you do that. Turn your back. Going stoic from now on. I told you that. (laughs) From now on. I don't want to have to hear every time you make a facial something or other gesture. Oh, yeah. I told my wife last night that I've imposed a ban on I will not be cheating on her with 25-year-old supermodels. (laughs) 
I bet she was happy to hear that. Mm-hmm. And I came clean. I said, you know, it's just a one-year situation. <laughs> I, okay. I don't guarantee what will happen you know, as we get to 2022 before the majority of, you know, 2021 coming up. I'm not going to do it. So I think that uh, was honorable of Arizona to do this, uh, just as it is honorable for me to do this. So... I can't. I thought about imposing a ban on speeding on myself, but I can't say that I'm always going to go 65 or below, or you know, 70, 75, depending on where you are in the state. Even up to 80, if you're driving some places on I-15, I'm. I can't. I'm not ready to take that drastic of a step. But you know, Arizona, their basketball program, you have to admire them for the integrity that they have. Uh, even though, you know, they had no shot in hell to make the NCAA tournament this year. So, uh, one, one, just just an absolute joke. I mean, the guy's caught on tape. What, whatever, guys. I mean, I would still think there would be more of a penalty coming. I, I really think they need to shut the program down for a decade to clean it up. There it is. Shut it down for a decade. Nice. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Sun Devils have spoken. Nine NCA violations, according to reports. Five of them level one allegations, the most serious. So Arizona volunteers for a year, which makes you wonder, will they get two or three? Or should they get two or three, even if they, even if they don't? Well, they asked Sean Miller about it. He said, hey, I'm not going to sweat this. Oh, that's a uh, Sean Miller perspiring during games reference. That's nice. Arizona off to a 7-1 start. You really think they had no shot at the NCAA tournament? This is all on, uh, you know, they've just been playing lower-level teams, beating up on the Bakersfields and uh, NAUs of the world? Well, I didn't know about necessarily about their basketball team, but that the NCAA was going to prevent it. Uh, so. Oh, I see what you're saying. They, they knew they were going to get that, regardless of what they could earn on the court. Yeah. Well, that'll mean one less team at the conference tournament. So, and assuming Arizona is going to finish in the top half of the league, uh, they'll be top five plus Arizona would get a bye. You you could finish sixth in the league and get a bye through the first round this year. There'll be three games on that opening day, assuming it all goes off the schedule. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. For everybody out there, they got to start putting respect on this defense's name because this defense is playing lights out. And to me, we're the best defense in the league. I mean, you can quote that. You can do what you want to do with it. But at the end of the day, I believe in these guys. I believe in this this coaching staff. That's Jamal Adams talking about the uh, Seahawks defense, which was not good at the start of the year and over the last half dozen games has been really good. And of course, uh, he got out of the he got out of New York when the getting was good. The Jets dealt him for a couple first round picks, and over the course of the season, that defense has improved dramatically. And it matters how good you are in January, and that defense is set up to be good in January. PK, well, we'll see if they do. Sure, yeah, obviously. I mean, he, Jamal Adams has the right to say whatever he wants to say, and I appreciate that he believes in his team. I've had no problem with what he said, and that's the great thing about the NFL. You have the opportunity in January to prove that you're worthy of playing a game in February. And if you do all of those things, yeah, then great. I and mean, I don't think he said anything outrageous there. He feels confident in his defense, and statistically they've been playing well. And then see what you do in the postseason. 
All right, time to find out who's not playing this weekend. Cooper Cup, the Rams uh, wide receiver, COVID-19 reserve list. So it looks like, uh, you know, the Cardinals already know they're not going to be facing Jared Goff, the starting quarterback. So now they may not face Cup either. And the Steelers are going to sit Ben Roethlisberger after clinching a playoff berth in the AFC North title. Mason Rudolph will be the Steelers' quarterback against Cleveland. For the Steelers, they'll either be the two or the three seed based on the results this weekend. But if Buffalo beats Miami, they're locked into three, and then it doesn't really matter what they do. Mason Rudolph, what's he doing in the league, man? He's calling guys the N-word. How's he still in the league? Uh, Backing it up in Pittsburgh. There you go. Cleveland's got to win this game uh, because they could be in or out of the playoffs based on this weekend. It's four teams for three spots. So, But if they win, they're in, and now they're not facing Roethlisberger. So it's a plus for Cleveland, you would think. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. At school, I said before, it's just a small world. You know, he's from right down the road from me, probably 20, 30 minutes. And just to be playing each other for the second time, we've kind of been matched up, I guess, for years, just going back to high school. I mean, we're, we're friends. we got a good relationship. But that's kind of how people like to pin it as me, me against him. But it does make it cooler that, you know, the guy on the other sideline is from right down the road from me. So. It's pretty cool. Um, obviously, we played them last year. It was a crazy game, uh, but definitely looking forward to it. Trevor Lawrence on facing Justin Fields. Their pass crossing Ohio State and Clemson, Notre Dame and Bama. The semifinals are Friday. It'll be uh, Notre Dame and Alabama, 2 o'clock, and then Ohio State and Clemson at 6 o'clock. Both those games are on ESPN. Do you see uh, Ohio State taking out Clemson? I assume you think Bama's going to be Notre Dame. That seems to be the overwhelming consensus. You know, Ohio State, this goes to what Sweeney has been talking about. Uh, I, I haven't seen them play a whole lot, and I haven't seen them be tested a whole lot. And Justin Fields has not been playing well of late, but who's to say that, you know, if they would have played 12 games, 13 games with a conference final, you know, he wouldn't have rounded into better shape in terms of his production out on the field. So because they basically have only played half a season, you know, I really don't know. There was so much left out on the table by so many of these teams, particularly in the Big Ten and Pac-12. You know, the Utes, what were they, 3-2? and two? Yep. Who's to say they wouldn't have been 10-2? and two? Don't know don't the know. answer to that. And, right? and who's to say if it, if it would have been a regular season in terms of uh, playing the non-conference, they, they would have lost those games because you could argue then by the time they would have played SC – the late great Ty Jordan would have been established. And so who's to say he wouldn't have run for 170 yards well, cer- against those yeah. guys? Certainly the Utes wouldn't have been playing their first game while he was playing right. their third. I mean, it could have impacted right. the entire right. defense also. So that's just a small example of trying to figure out. And the Ohio State, they played a few more games, but not that many more games than the Utes or the Pac-12 teams. So I can't really say. I don't know. I don't have a a full season Mm. to be able to go and say, man, I feel really strong about this team or that team. Now, conversely, the other game that you speak of in Alabama and Notre Dame, those teams have played essentially a full season. So we do feel like, wow, Alabama with Mac Jones and that receiver and the running back, and they just look loaded, you know. They should roll. They should beat them like 50 to 20 or something. You feel like you have more evidence so you can make a more educated guess. I don't feel like I can make that with Ohio State versus Clemson, even though Clemson has pretty much played a full schedule too. 
The uh, interesting point you bring up in all of that about Ohio State is Dabo Sweeney, when we played his step yesterday, it was like, well, they got a break because they only played six games. So I'm voting them 11th because, you know, they didn't really play a full season. It could be that that's a positive because it's kept them healthy, but it could be a negative because if they'd had another six games to get better, they could be a much better team now. That's what I'm saying. So all we really know is that it's different. I don't think that he was saying it's a negative or it's a positive. I think he was just saying it is. I don't think Sweeney was making a value judgment on, well, they wouldn't be as good or they would be better. I think he was just saying they didn't play that many games. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Rather, I guess I took it as a negative because you'd rather be ranked third than 11th. You know, if they'd been ranked third, nobody would have asked him why he voted them third. So ranking them lower seems like a negative. But. I think that no, I think it was based on a principle, and as he said, it had nothing to do with Ohio State. Bowl games. Uh, Sam Ellinger goes down, shoulder injury in the Alamo Bowl, but Texas routes Colorado fifty-five to twenty-three. They bring in Casey Thompson. He's eight of ten for one hundred seventy yards and four touchdowns, and he lights Colorado up. So what do we make of Colorado going into next season, PK? Where are we going to plug them in in the Pac-12 South? And I know we've got transfer portal and a second signing date. uh, But sorting out the Pac-12 South next season, good luck. I think USC will be one and Arizona will be six. And I don't know where the other four teams are going to be plugged in. Oh, yeah. And there's also who's going to come back, too. It's a third element to this season, or next season, I should say. Who's leaving for the NFL? Which super senior's returning? Who's leaving as a junior? So there's there's too much to to go forward. I'd probably uh, still go Colorado fifth. Oklahoma State beat Miami 37-34 in the Cheez-Its Bowl, and De'Eric King had a knee injury. So, no wonder guys are opting out of bowl games. There's two high-profile guys, De'Aaron King with a knee injury and Sam Ellinger with a shoulder injury. And this is why guys opt out of bowl games. All right, DJ and PK, what is trending? It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock and Plumbing. Before you go there, Jeff Grimes is in conversations with LSU potentially about being their old coordinator. So I would think that he would have opportunities to move on. And we know BYU takes pride in saying we will not get into any salary war. But you figure that uh, once they hired Grimes that he was probably uh, only going to be there a short time. Either way, he was going to do well and move on or wasn't going to do well and move on. And if he gets a big money offer, it would be great for him to have that opportunity. LSU, SEC, you got to figure they'd be paying him top dollar. Was an offensive line coach there for a while. Yeah, he's got, the, he's got the ties there. All right, DJ and PK coming up. Tim Lacombe, Utah Jazz pre- and post-game analyst. Used to be on the Utah basketball staff. Used to be an assistant coach at BYU doing the radio work here. He's going to join us at 8 o'clock. And Tom Chambers, Phoenix Suns pre-game halftime and post-game analyst for Fox Sports Arizona is going to join us at 9 o'clock. We'll have the former Ute on. Can we get some Pace Manion stories out of him? Has he got any more? He's got to have some. Dang, Tom. Tom Chambers actually right at the start of that story. We'll get to that with Tom Chambers at 9 o'clock. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.